If you're listening to this show, it probably means you're hungry for change and hungry for growth and ready to start building your life of success. Living your life of success is possible, and this show can guide you to the mindset, habits, and routines that will let you build your life of success starting now with your host, Eric G. Reed. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to today's Success Life Radio. Like the lady said, my name is Eric Reed. I get to be your host, and I'm so glad you took time out of your busy day to join me for today's Success Life Live. You know, it's always so much fun when I get to sit down at the mic and do this because really one of my passions, my, my purpose really is to be able to give to others so that they can have the tools necessary to create the life of success that they seek. And so if doing this podcast provides you with some, some, some little tools, some little bit of insight, some mindset, sh- mindset shifting, that's a twister, that will allow you to grow your life and become more successful than, hey, I've done my job. And the least I can ask is that you take a moment and say, yeah, you did it. Leave a comment, follow, like, share, do the things that we always request that you do through social media. Why? Because it really does let me know, one, you're out there, and two, I'm doing a good job or how I could do a job better. So, Let's get started on today's lesson about using frustration and rejection to your advantage. I mean, honestly, who hasn't suffered a moment of frustration or rejection? Like, really? Anybody? How about anybody not have one happen today, maybe even in the last hour? So how do we use frustration and rejection to our advantage? One major difference between those who succeed and those who fail is how they handle the challenges put in front of them, how they react or respond to that frustration and rejection. For example, frustration and rejection are going to happen. It's just part of life. You simply can't avoid it. However, if you can learn to handle it, In a resourceful way, you can actually use those two challenges of rejection and frustration or frustration and rejection to produce a whole new level of results. Now, I recently learned an expression, do you want to respond or do you want to react? So often when I'm confronted with uh, something that's either frustration or even a rejection, we tend to want to dip from the well of reaction. What we know, what we've experienced, we want to give back. And instead of taking a moment and be intentional about our response, being thoughtful and growing into the response. And so what I want you to do today is sort of make a a mental note that moving forward, I am going to respond to frustration and rejection, not react. So, Frustration can kill dreams. It happens all the time. Frustration can change a positive attitude into a negative one, an empowering state into a crippling one, that standing tall versus climbing back in bed and pulling the covers over our head. The worst thing a negative attitude does is it wipes out our self-discipline. As soon as we get that, like, boom, to the knees, everything else goes. We start our day and we've got a business plan or we've got something we need to do and boom, we become frustrated. The rejection sets in. What happens? 
Do we logically move down to item number two, three, or four in our list? No. We sort of toss the whole list in the trash and say the day is wasted. How many of us have wakened in that first 20 or 30 minutes, the coffee doesn't get brewed, the kids spill something at the table, whatever. And all of a sudden, it's like, this day is going to be garbage. It's a waste. It's trash, blah, blah, blah. And we let that, uh, that, that moment of frustration just creep out of the time block that it's occurring into and cover everything. So yeah, the worst thing that negative attitude can do is it just wipes out our discipline. And when that discipline is gone, the results you're after become much more difficult to attain. I often say, I feel like I'm trying to catch up with myself all day long when I act in that reactionary mode versus that response mode. The key success is a mat. The key to success is massive frustration. I know, what? Like, you know, what is it, baptism by fire? Um, if you want to be successful at anything, then you've got to be ready to be frustrated and frustrated at the highest level possible. Look at it as almost any great success. You'll find that there's been massive frustration along the way. I mean, think of the Wright brothers. I mean, the amount of frustration in creating the first plane, they didn't even have a, a model to copy. They couldn't go and Google planes that failed, planes that succeed, 10 best ways to build a plane, four places to fly, to, to fly your first plane. No, I mean, every obstacle in front of them, every choice, every decision was probably met with two or three levels of frustration. Anybody who tells you otherwise, doesn't know a thing about achieving. If I meet the guy in the street and I say, how it's going? And they're like, easy breezy, can't be better. Nothing going wrong. That is not the guy I want to hang out with. Those are not the people that are part of my tribe. They have not pushed themselves outside of the comfort zone in so long that they don't even know where the rope is. Now I want to bump into somebody on the street and they go, Hey, how's it going? Well, you know, I'm working my dream. I'm, I've got some things going on. I'm not really sure how I'm going to handle it. Bit of frustration, bit of confusion going on, but you know, it's all good. It's all good. That's the guy that's learning. That's the gal that's taking the chance to do something different. That's the person who's stepping out of their comfort zone and moving into a place that they haven't been in before. And they're willing to get frustrated along the way. So all successful people learn that Success is buried on the other side of frustration. Unfortunately, some people who don't get to the other side, there's a group of us who sort of sometimes say, eh, I'm too frustrated, I'm giving up and I'm going home. People who fail to achieve their goals usually get stopped by frustration. And often the frustration is internal more than external. They allow it to keep them from they allow it to keep them from taking the necessary actions that would support them in achieving their ultimate desires. That one little thing goes wrong. You didn't get the appointment, you didn't get the client, the the order didn't come in on time. You're not able to understand the systems and the technologies and the tools that are in front of you. There's something that's caused you to have to grow. And you've let that frustration begin to bubble and turn and go sour and become negative. 
And instead of taking the deep breath and standing back and going, I, this, this is my learning moment. This is my growing moment. On the other side of this frustration is success. Now, recently I was working on a project, a podcast as a matter of fact, and I was using a new software. And I got to be honest with you, I don't know why I went after a new software. The current one is good enough, but you know me, I got to try something new because that's what I do. I will tell you, I spent a Saturday afternoon in total frustration. I was banging my head and pulling my hair. And if the kids came anywhere near me, I'm sure they would have screamed and ran the other direction. And I had to take this lesson into heart. And I thought, oh, wait a minute. This frustration is getting the better of you. You're about to give up everything over this little thing. And then I asked myself, you know, what is the cost? What is the benefit? How is this going to help me? How is this going to you know, aid me in growing my business, et cetera, et cetera. Is this so, so I did a little bit of strategic planning and, and ended up getting myself out of the frustration and back into the learning and understanding what the purpose and process was going to be about and why it would be a benefit to me. So that idea of that, you know, frustration is going to happen, yes, but am I going to allow it to stop me? You know, rejection is an in, is, is, is in everything we do. It's part of the human existence. And yet, there anything in the human language more painful than hearing that no? You know, that, that, they, that we're, the rejection is always just one phone call away, one contract away, one bid away. It's part of what we have to experience in order to grow. And yet, Somehow we're surprised, shocked, knocked off our feet when we hear that tiny little word, no. However, if you want to achieve any extraordinary quality of life, you need to know how to handle rejection so that this fear no longer stops you from taking action. As a coach, I work with a lot of people in the sales industry and real estate agents in particular. And as they begin to grow their business, It seems like they have a thousand ways of growing it all through the avoidance of rejection. Like I'll send an email as opposed to call. I'll send a postcard instead of call. I'll do anything except stand face to face with the person that can say yes or no. To understand the power that the fear of rejection holds, ask yourself, what would you do if you knew you could not fail? What would you do if you knew every person you asked would say yes? Ah, so what keeps you from doing it? It's that possibility of that tiny little word no creeping in. Think about how you're creating limits just because you fear that tiny, itsy, bitsy, Easy to spell, two-letter word, no. I'm not going to call the client because they might say no. I'm not going to step up to the mic because they might say no. I'm not going to ask for the gig, ask for the date, go to the whatever, because they might, they might, they might. Do you hear it? They might say no. Well, guess what? On the opposite side, they might say yes. But yet we choose to believe the negative. We choose to take on no when yes is just as available. The word itself has no power. Just sits there waiting for us to decide 
its strength. It can't cut your skin or scrape, you know, scrape your knee. It's not poison to your blood. It doesn't pull the oxygen out of a room, though sometimes it might feel like it. It's simply a word. And so often, as I know in business, there's a lot of people that will take a no from somebody that never had the ability to say yes, and yet they believe that no is the defining statement of their quality or their, their product or their, their service or whatever they're trying to do. They'll, they'll sit in front of somebody and they'll, they'll do their pitch. They'll make their sale. They'll sell their dream. And the person will go, nope. Nope. No. Can't buy it. And so often I encourage them to go back and say, excuse me, I, I, I so appreciate your time. And yesterday when I sold you on this idea, set my dream, ask for whatever it was, and you said no. Did you actually have the ability, like the authority to say yes? Have you been accepting no from people that can actually, that don't even have the authority to say yes to your dream? And yet because of that one little no, that one person sitting at the front desk of life that said no, that could have never said yes, you've decided to limit your growth. And what do limiting thoughts create? We know this. It creates limiting lives. So to break through, you must learn how to cope with rejection and learn how to strip the rejection of all its powers. You need to become the kryptonite to the super no. You need to be able to step in and say, you know what? Not, not happening here. Nope. Frustration is not winning the day. I am not going down, going out, giving up, giving in. That is not who I am. That is not how I play. I have the tools and resources I need to succeed at what I want to do because my dreams, my goals, my desires are too big to be turned back by frustration and no. So how do you get past the roadblocks of frustration and rejection? Now, the next time you find yourself faced with either frustration or rejection, Follow these three steps. Yeah, I'm a coach. I love to give the listies, as we call them. But I also want you to have something of value, something you can write down, something that when you turn off this podcast, you can go, oh, yeah, Coach Eric told me these three things. When frustration and rejection come, I've got these three tools in my box. As a matter of fact, that's what I do every morning with Success Life Live over on my Facebook page. I make sure that you leave with something in your lunchbox, in your toolbox, so to speak, to get you through the day so that you can be the success you desire to be. So these three steps. Number one, don't allow your emotions to take over. Instead of saying, staying in uh, a resource, resourceless mode, sorry, that was a big word for me, a resourceless mode, reframe the situation by acknowledging that you're both frustrated, and the rejection provide you valuable opportunities to gather some feedback and move forward. So what do I mean is like, okay, if somebody says no, I have one, the opportunity to be defeated, to, to sit on the, the sidelines, to become the victim, to, to cry out loud and say, woe is me, it's never going to happen. Or I have the opportunity to say, okay, rejection and frustration are part of the process. What can I learn here? What can I do here? What can I do about the situation that is not a reactionary, emotion-based, but instead a response? Now, it's so often 
that it's on the second or third no that we often get a yes. It's in that refining and understanding and asking questions and being in discovery that we connect more with our clients, more with our dream, more with the opportunity in front of us that finally they're like, yes, 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 we want you. Because you finally understand us. You finally listen to us. Everything aligned just right. You know, I, I, I've been in real estate for 20 plus years. I've coached real estate agents. And they go like, no, they said no to me being their agent. I'm like, okay, what was the second question they ask? No, you ask. Nothing. What do you mean nothing? Well, no, no. I mean, they said no. I'm like, so did you ask them, is that no forever or just no for right now? And they kind of laugh and like, that's a stupid question. I'm like, well, did you ask it? No. So you mean you don't know if they didn't, if they meant, no, we don't need an agent today or this week or this month or in 60 days? Well, no, I don't know. So what would happen if you went back and say, hey, I understand you said no about me being your agent, helping you sell your house, whatever. Did you mean like permanently or just right now? And they might say, you know what? Actually, you're right. It, it, probably not for the next two or three months because our kids are in this transition. We're in school, blah, 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 blah. But it, we're thinking maybe springtime. Wow, that's kind of a yes, even a maybe. When you take the no and walk away without, based on your emotions and letting it dig in and grind at you, you lose an opportunity for yes. So don't allow your emotions to take over. Number two, your brain may want to store the situation as failure. You may want to record it as like, ah, there we go. One more time. Nobody loves me. I'm going out to the garden and eat worms. That was something my mother used to say when I would ever walk in and I'd be frustrated, you know, complain, complain. She's like, oh, look, nobody loves you. Why don't you go out to the garden and eat worms? Not really sure what that's about, but, you know, mothers had weird sayings. Well, you know, why record it as a failure? Since, wow, I stepped up to bat. I'd never played at that league, that level, or in, in that arena before, and I stepped in and I gave it a best shot, and people actually sat long enough to listen to my proposal, and they asked some questions about it, but ultimately it was a no. And in the process of knowing, I realized that my pricing or my product was out of alignment, my service wasn't what they needed, whatever I learned. I'm not going to record it as a failure. I'm not going to mark it down as this is another example of me never having, never getting, never will. No, I'm going to record it the way I want because my brain processes it the way I tell it to. So ask yourself, how can you learn from this frustration? How can you learn from this rejection? How can you tweak your approach in the future? What did I get? Instead of what did I lose? So number two, your brain may want to store it as a negative situation, as a failure. Interrupt it. Rewire the circuits. Stop the coding. You're in control. Number three, put yourself back in a resource state. If you continue approaching each frustration or rejection as an opportunity to discover new things about yourself, new ways of doing it, new tools within your box, you'll discover that you have more resources, more talent, more giftedness, more opportunities than you ever thought possible. You know, 
if it was as easy as one, two, three, golfers would have one club in their bag. But part of the challenge, part of the sport of golf is that mental chess. What clubs, what swing, what direction to hit the ball, how to hit the ball, how far, all of that starts on the number one tee and it ends somewhere around the 18th hole. All of that is a series of rejections and refinements and application and reapplying. Throughout the game, it's about figuring out what resources I have at hand to stay in the game just one day longer, one stroke longer, one hole less than the other guy so I can win. So when that rejection, when that frustration hits, put yourself back in a resource mode. Say, okay, what resources do I have at hand? What resources can I acquire? What resources are within reach, blah, blah, blah. How do I utilize those resources in this new knowledge, this new environment, this new state because rejection and frustration is going to occur. If you're trying to grow, if you're creating a business, if you're changing a life, if you're a dreampreneur, a mompreneur, a successpreneur, you're going to have moments of frustration. You're going to have moments of rejection. And it's up to you to decide how to handle it. Do you respond or do you react? Now, it doesn't take a lot to change you. Small changes, like how you choose to respond to rejection and, re, uh, and frustration, can make a big difference in the quality of your life. It begins to transform who you are and what you offer into the world. You learn and grow muscle. I think back of my first, you know, sales job and that first rejection, that first no, that whatever you want to call it. And I thought I was crippled. I thought I was done. I saw the end of the world and the aliens approaching and my boss about to fire me and me being homeless and living under a bridge, et cetera, et cetera, all because of that one no. Now, probably a few billion no's later, I just take it in stride. I just laugh. I often coach people, think of that little old lady in Vegas with her slot machine and her bucket of nickels. She just keeps plugging away and pulling, dropping it in and pulling, dropping it in and pulling, dropping it in and pulling. She's not paying attention to the to non-wins because she's focused on, bright and, on, on getting to the win. You know, double-double cherry doesn't mean anything to her. She's got her eye on the bigger prize, and she knows that there's got to be a few spins of the wheel that don't pay off before the big one. And that's what I want you to understand about frustration and rejection. It's part of the process of winning big. And if you want to win big, you're going to have to play big. And so get ready for it. It's going to happen. Don't let it knock you out of the game. Well, I appreciate you joining me today for today's Success Life Live. Not sure what's going on. I feel like I've got a bit of a tongue-tie, dry mouth thing going must be the air here in the studio. So uh, I apologize for that. But I'm so glad you were able to jump in and join me on this Success Life Live. Join me over on the Facebook page, Eric G. Reed, and each, in, each weekday morning at 8 a.m. Eastern for a little bit of Success Life Live, where I do a little bit of practical coaching and training and teaching. And 
you know, make sure you subscribe to the newsletter and subscribe to this podcast, like, follow, and share, and do all the things we ask you to do so that we know what we're doing matters. All right? Well, until I get a chance to speak to you, go out and live your life with success. It is there. It is yours. It is just waiting on the other side. Step into it. Because you are worthy, my friend. You are so worthy. At Hardee's, we love to surprise people. Surprise! We added the loaded omelet biscuit to our two for four dollar mix and match deal. Choose from our loaded omelet biscuit and three other select breakfast favorites. Any two for four dollars. Hardee's, cause it tastes better. Offer available for a limited time during regular breakfast hours at participating Hardee's restaurants. Price and participation may vary. Tax not included. This is no ordinary sub shop. This is Firehouse Subs. Welcome to Firehouse. Tired of overpriced lunches that underdeliver on flavor? Head to Firehouse Subs, where for a limited time, you can get a $4.99 choice sub. Choose from a medium smoked turkey, Virginia honey ham, or roast beef. They're custom-made hot subs at a price ready-made to make you smile. Just $4.99, only at Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs, save more lives. Participating locations plus tax limited time offer prices may vary for delivery. 